0: I think the cool thing about going to work mm-hmm. for me every day mm-hmm. is I work with people that made their dreams come true.
1: Welcome to The Blueprint, the podcast for the world's visionaries and dreamers. I'm your host Chika Chukudabelu. In today's episode we talk to celebrity makeup artist Malika James. Malika's work has been donned on glamour girls like Lauren London, Janelle Monae and Kiki Palmer. Some of the television shows she's worked on include AMC's The Walking Dead and BET's Being Mary Jane and The Game. Now, as someone who works behind the camera in television, I'm mildly fascinated by the whole world of glam squads. These are artists whose job it is to make relatively attractive people look extraordinary. Now, you might think that someone who works in that world would be aloof and maybe a little superficial. Those words would be the exact opposite of who Malika James is. So let's hear her story. If you talk to most teenagers and ask them what they want to be when they grow up, you'll get a bunch of different answers. And if you find those same teenagers 20 years later, very few of them will be living the lives they said they wanted. But Malika is one of those rare breeds that knew early on what she wanted to do with her life.
0: I decided to become a makeup artist in ninth grade. Really? Ninth grade. Uh-huh. Um, I was sitting in the library with two of my good girlfriends, and my mom had just bought purchased um, Fine Beauty, Sam Fine's book. Okay. And I took it to school to share it, like you share magazines, and I was just so into it because everyone was wearing MAC lip glass at the time. I like, couldn't really <laughs> I remember, wear a lot of makeup, yes. especially as... Young black women, uh-huh. you know, most of our parents weren't letting us wear makeup like yeah. that. So lip gloss was a big step. Yeah. So I remember getting the book, taking it to the library, like showing the girls, like, guys, this is it. This is what I'm, I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. And everyone was excited about it. Mm-hmm. It was just something that just made me really excited. Mm-hmm. More excited than anything else.
1: Not only had she settled in her mind that makeup was going to be her thing, but she was actually good at it so much so that her mom was even taking her makeup tips when she was a child.
0: I was in the th- I was in 3rd grade, which means I was like I don't know, maybe 7 or 8 years old. She was putting on makeup and I used to watch her put on makeup. Mm-hmm. And Fashion Fair and the pink tube it smelled <laughs> so good. Uh-huh. And I remember looking at her like you don't need that. And she's like, "Well, what do you mean?" I was like, it's too red. Mm-hmm. And if anybody remembers Fashion Fair, Fashion Fair was yes, very red. It was always and red. And I was like, I don't I think you're prettier without it. Uh-huh. And she was like, Okay. And she went in the bathroom, mm-hmm. took the foundation off, but mm-hmm. kept on the eyeliner and the mascara. Mm-hmm. And to this day she still doesn't wear foundation. Really? And I don't know what made her she said I said it and I was so confident about it. Huh. She was like, You know, you were so confident that it made me like and she my mother was like thirty six at the time. She's like Damn, okay, Uh I'm going to take it off. Uh And she took it off, and she still doesn't wear it.
1: After she graduated from high school, it was important to Malika's mother that Malika go to college because she herself had not done so. Malika applied and got into the University of Alabama majoring in film and was doing well. But the makeup bug was biting hard, and she was working on music videos in her spare time. By her senior year, she was ready to quit school to free her up to do makeup full-time.
0: There was a lady here, Crystal Wright in LA, who had an agency mm-hmm. and she was representing people that were doing like Holly Berry and Mary J. Blige. And okay. of course that's like the sexiest thing ever when of you're in course, college. Yes. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that. I'm gonna go to work for her agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Ruben had just won American Idol in two thousand four, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, everything's happening for everyone around me and I just gotta pick up and do it mm. so I'm like I'm quitting college and I'm going to go to LA Wow and I'm going to do it uh-huh. and it was so divine I called the Crystal Wright agency looked up the number mm-hmm. just so happened Crystal Wright answered her phone for what? her own agency and before she could even tell me who she was uh-huh. I'm like hi my name is Malika and I'm quitting school to come out there and pursue my dream and she's like whoa 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 you know I don't know you and I, I never answer my phone she said but I quit school Um, a semester before graduation, and I never, ever, ever lived it down. She was like, you know, my parents wanted me to finish, I didn't finish, she was Mm -hmm. like, so I feel like I, make a long story short, she's like, kid, if you come out here, I'll make sure you never work. And she said, you know, I know you know who I am, I know you know who I represent, I know you know the power that I have in this industry, so I'm telling you, Malika, if you come here, if you leave school early, I'll make sure you won't work in this town.
1: So Malika went back to finish school. After graduating, she moved to Atlanta and continued doing music videos. But some of the music industry stereotypes held true. You had to do business with some grimy individuals. And sometimes, you didn't know they were grimy until it was too late.
0: I remember I got offered to do a music video. And really, music videos probably only paid you $200, $300 a day. Mm-hmm. Especially at that time, because it was kind of on the downswing of them. Okay, And someone offered to pay me $1,000 for the day, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Cool, okay, great, <laughs> you know, I'll mm-hmm. definitely do it. How many people do you want me to do? Right. I get there, and halfway through the day, they come in, they're like, you know, so what are we doing later? And I'm like, um, what do you mean, what are we doing later? Mm-hmm. Like, as far as the shoot, or is it, you know, it's like, no, I mean, after the shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home, you know, and... Mm-hmm wash my makeup brushes like that just pretty much my life I, I made sure that I stayed boring and I never wanted to get out and have a good time in that way mm-hmm. so I didn't really mix the two and long story short he was like well listen if you're not popping off after this then we can cut this shit now like I hired you to kick it like yeah wow. I do makeup I'm feeding you too I'm giving you money but also I want some later wow. and it hurt my feelings so bad and I I think it hurt my feelings because I had heard of stories like that Mm -hmm. and I felt like I did everything right you know I didn't try to come on to you I didn't come here in a tight dress looking Mm -hmm. like a hooker I did not do any of those things Mm -hmm. so for you to come at me that way it just hurt my feelings and to be honest with you I finished doing the makeup for the girl um I cried Mm. I packed my bags and I left I just mm-hmm. left the shoot mm-hmm. because I knew there was gonna be no resolve. Mm-hmm. I can't fight you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it, it was under the table money anyway, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, damn, man, and I just I left, but I think the thing that I guess my my full circle moment with that was, and I, I ended up running into that person again, mm-hmm. you know years later, mm-hmm. and I didn't get an apology, but we were kind of in two different sides of the field, like mm. he was wanting his artist to kind of get on a show that I was working on, It was kinda uh. like. We
1: had an experience before, and it Yeah, so like, long.
0: yeah, it totally didn't go so well. Now you see me doing exactly what I said I was going to do, so that little girl that went home to wash her brushes is now working on the show that you want to be on. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty, it was hard, though.
1: Things got worse before they got better, and Malika wasn't always sure that she should hold out for her makeup career to turn around.
0: I wasn't working as much, the artist i was working with got dropped from her label okay. so things weren't going well for her mm-hmm. and i was going to pack up and go i'm from ohio oh. and my family's really involved in politics mm-hmm. so i was going to go and get into politics and just work with my family really? and just yeah you know i've always been able to talk to people i'm like you know what let me just go and do this and mm-hmm. i cried for about you know a week and i started Just saying, you know what, I've I've come too far, man. Like, if you're going to quit now, like, this is the worst time to quit. And I ended up doing a documentary that kind of made me end up staying. But I'm so proud that I stayed. I'm Mm. so proud that I was okay with living in my car, Mm -hmm. living on people's couches.
1: Fortunately, she had some really good friends who opened their doors to her when she was having a
0: really hard time. I had a lot of friends in Atlanta, and a lot of us were in the same boat, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, uh, guys, I'm homeless now. Like, right. man, okay, I was just homeless last week. Right. I get it. <laughs> I got a place, you know. Uh-huh. And luckily, one of the artists who I love, Janelle Monáe, um, opened her place to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I stayed there for a couple of days. I would go here, go there. And... If she would get, you know, shoot, she would hire me. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, we all just kind of knew that we were all just working, yeah. man, you know, and I think people respect stand up people. Mm-hmm. When you know that someone's just working and they're not trying to BS you or mm-hmm. not trying to scheme on that person, yeah, it all just, you know, like you yeah. were saying, your tribe, your tribe kind of comes together.
1: Mm-hmm. It was at her lowest point that she got a glimpse of the light at
0: the end of the tunnel. My cousins moved and mm-hmm. no one told me, and I came back to Atlanta and the house was just vacant. Vandalized, Whoa. just a mess. So I didn't have a place to go, mm-hmm. and I literally was like, "Damn, man, this is f-. like, what am I gonna do?" I got a call from somebody at a big boys camp. And they're like, "You know, big boys, seen you working on Ludacris and wants you to do his makeup for this GQ shoot." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "What? Mm-hmm. Okay." And I'm like, "Damn, near crying," but I have to hold it together because they're calling me about a job. Oh, wow. So I'm like, "Fine." And they're like, "I'm like, so you're is standing in front of this house, standing is... in front of the house, and this call comes." In. The call comes in, so I'm like. Oh okay i'm like when is it and she's like it's tomorrow morning at seven i'm like oh now i gotta find a place to shower like i'm just getting all this right. stuff in my head mm-hmm. go to my friend's house shower sleep get up and i drive to big boy's house and i get there and it's like boxes outside i'm like what the hell they just moved him and his wife had just moved into this new mansion mm-hmm. and i'm like wow <laughs> the irony of this right, right. i'm at a vandalized house you should have taken I'm, pictures of the house you came man, from and it was so crazy so yeah. i'm standing there and i'm like okay god maybe this is a message for me mm-hmm. i don't know what it is yet mm-hmm. but it's cool so i pack my stuff i load up and his wife comes out and greets me and she's extremely sweet and she's like are you okay and i was like i'm fine i'm fine and i guess you could just tell i just been going through so much mm-hmm. man and i was just drained so we're getting my stuff together and i said can i ask you a question and she said "Yes." Yeah where did you guys live before here? Mm-hmm. And they both bust out laughing like, well, which places? We got kicked out of a couple places. Like they were just giving me their whole rundown yeah. of how their path of becoming what I considered success, yeah. living in this mansion in this huge house. And I was just like, wow, so there's some similarities here. Yeah. You were told no, a lot. Yeah. You were stiffed, a lot. You were sleeping on couches. like. This is, and I, you know, the whole day it was just confirmation. It was confirmation for me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting paid double what they wow. wanted to pay me. Yeah, uh-huh. it was crazy how everything all worked out and the money that I got from that one shoot, which you never get that amount of money on uh-huh. an editorial. Uh-huh. The amount of money I ended up getting paid on that shoot that one day, I was able to get a new apartment. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty crazy.
1: When the BET series, The Game, started its six season run in Atlanta, it was one of the first TV shows to relocate to that city. The show's consistency offered Malika a level of financial security after getting her apartment. It was on this show that she realized that her work ethic was more visible than she knew.
0: I worked on The Game, and you may know this but just people that here may not understand when you work as a makeup artist and you have a there's a department head a key and a third Mm -hmm. as a third you're supposed to help and do whatever the department head and the key wants you to do Mm -hmm. and there's etiquette you don't solicit yourself to make to do makeup for people Mm -hmm. you don't um step on anyone's toes you basically just shut up and Mm -hmm. Do exactly what you're told. Fill in the blanks. In the blanks. Mm-hmm. And brandy asked me to do her makeup, and I told her no. You know, were you the key or the I third? I was a the third. Okay. And I was a happy third. I'm. I still pride myself on being a good <laughs> third. I just was so happy to be there. And um, the department head was I let little John, and her key was Jonetta Stowers, and they were, you know, really big. They'd done so many like big movies and um. They were handpicked, I believe, by Laretha to come and start the game. Mm. And I was just happy to be there. Brandy asked me to do makeup for her. And no one told me these rules. Mm-hmm. I just felt morally like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to ask her. You're not supposed to come and ask me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I told her no. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Whoa. okay um so i can't have your number and Mm -hmm. i was like no you know i gotta go ask my department head and just very on the up and up Mm because i never wanted them i never wanted to seem like i didn't appreciate what they were doing for me the Mm -hmm. opportunity they were giving me so i went back to the department head i'm like hey guys you know brandy asked me They're like oh yep happens all the time did you do it and i'm like hell no and they're Mm -hmm. like really and i'm like yeah and they're like man okay cool Mm -hmm. life goes on we come back for another season um, they changed the department. Uh, Lalette and Janetta were not there anymore. It was some some new ladies coming in, and because Brandy remembered me, mm-hmm. she again asked me to do her makeup. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, because I was still a third. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, no, you got to ask them, and you know how this works. Yeah, you know. Brandy, yeah. you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, the lady seen her talking to me and got so jealous and was like, you know, get your and go. To you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, do um, you want to talk about or she's like, No, I just see you talking to her, and I'm like, Cool, man. Like, all right, disappointed. Grab my stuff. She fired you from the show. Oh, she was like, You're out. Get your. <laughs> I see you talking because this, and it's also too in, in that kind of department when it's a makeup department head, and you can fire whoever. I could mm. fire you for wearing orange lipstick if I want to. Mm. You know, you're a third. No one's gonna, you don't have to interact with the executives, you don't have to interact with the director. No one really sees you, right? You know, right. So I'm like, All right, cool get my stuff and brandy comes out of nowhere and she's like no this girl i've asked for her phone number last year she did not give it to me i've asked her to do my makeup she would not do it she's not going anywhere and i know that you look at her like she's the bottom of the barrel but she's actually has the skills of being at the top And it's the fact that she's so humble and she's so morally grounded, she would, that spoke volumes to me. And I've been in this business for a long time. I know a snake, I know Mm -hmm. bad people. Mm -hmm. That's not one of them, she's not going anywhere. And it was a big uproar, like all the actors were like, "Whoa, man, wait a minute, Uh Like she's cool. And So I was, I think that was the most surprising place Mm. to get help from because I never thought that she even paid that much attention to me.
1: There's an irony to the fact that Malika works in a field that centers on beauty because growing up, she actually felt far from beautiful.
0: I was always the ugly girl growing up, which is why I think I probably got into makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, Awkward-looking, big gums, just weird-looking. Um, well, what I would consider weird, and what Everybody everyone else considered weird. Yeah, everyone goes through an awkward, face, yeah, though, through an awkward like... face. I went through it for a long time. I, I, just, I never felt pretty, like you know? I, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't feel pretty, so... Mm-hmm. I think when you don't feel pretty or when, you, when you're not the cool kid, you have to find other ways to get to people. And I think mm. I was always finding ways to get to people, which was talking to them, mm. you know, and connecting with them on a, on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And eventually, of course, I found out that that's the real beauty.
1: So all of Malika's earlier insecurities have molded her into the confident woman that her friends, colleagues, and loved ones know today. I asked her what her parting advice would be to other visionaries and dreamers. And here's what she offered. She offered.
0: It's important to journal so you can see your growth. Okay. Sometimes I, I feel like you just go and you go and you go and you feel like nothing is happening. But mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to go back to and look at, I think mm-hmm. it's important to journal and just get ready. Just know that it's not going to be easy because if it was, everybody would be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? And pray. Pray, journal, and buckle up. Pray, journal, and buckle
1: up sounds like a good plan. We want to hear from you. Tell us which part of Malika's story resonated with you most. Let us know if you've ever been in a situation where you felt pressure to compromise your standards because it seems everyone around you is expecting you to. What did standing your ground cost you? Tweet us, at ShowMeBlueprint, or send us a message on our website, www.blueprintshow.com don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or SoundCloud, whatever works for you. That's it for this episode of The Blueprint. From The Blueprint Show producer, Sonatali Narcis, and your host, Chika Chukudabelo, we want to encourage you to keep drafting your blueprint. Tune in in two weeks, where we'll hear from another visionary like yourself.